While your day is winding down, they're just getting started. This is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day, from local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard, to listen, and where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. South Coast tonight. I'm Marcus. 508-996-0500 is how you can get on the program. Um, thanks for joining me this evening. Chris will be back tomorrow. You know how fun our Friday night shows are. Uh, so we'll definitely look forward to taking your calls then. And now, open phone lines for the rest of the program at 508-996-0500 if you want to give us a call. Uh, what's on your mind? You know, I spent the first couple hours of the show sort of, you know, I, I talked with Adam Bass, the North Star reporter uh, up in North Attleboro. He's been covering this race uh, very well. Um, he's on social media doing doing his thing. He's talking about the whiteboard he has in his room uh, covering all the precincts and towns and all of that. He thinks Fall River is the battleground state. It's essentially Fall River's Pennsylvania, right, for all intents and purposes. Uh, so he thinks that's the battle, the, the battleground city in this election. You know, we took some calls, uh, even though it's really hard to do. I don't really like doing it. Um, we took some calls on the um, on the debate, even though I don't like taking calls when I get a guest on the phone, but did it anyway. And um, I took took calls throughout the show to hear your thoughts, and I played some highlights. You know, the highlights I played, just the tip of the iceberg uh, on that debate, so I really think you should listen to it. It's two hours. You should at least listen to most of it. The first hour, second hour, both good. The callers bring up really good questions, and the candidate, and it brings out a lot uh, more information that the candidates, um, you know, are providing. And it was, again, it was, it was entertaining, and I think it was informative, uh, and I think people walked away. You know, I think... Learning something about the candidates, each candidate, I think, for sure. So definitely go check that out. They're going to have a debate next week, too. It's the final debate before the election, uh, which is um, on WPRI with uh, friends of the show, Ted Nisi and and, and, uh, and Tim White on Channel 12. I, I do want to pre- I do want to thank our partners at ABC6 for coming into film, and they have, uh, uh, they have some coverage on it that you can check out on ABC6. Uh, in Providence, ABC Six uh, website, you can go there. You can you can find their coverage of the debate as well. There's some video of them here in uh, in studio, Haru and Hodgson. I took some pictures. You know, I have some candidates of the debate that you can check out too. That's on the column I wrote uh, on it. Just you know, basically encapsulating some of the themes. You know, just previewing some of the themes and going over their opening statements. Uh, because their opening statements kind of drove the conversation on the campaign, I mean, on the uh, throughout the debate. So, um, check those out. There was a gubernatorial debate that happened while I was on air. I believe at seven o'clock um, between Moore Healy and Jeff Deal. It was the second and final debate of the the second and final debate of the for the for the governor's race. It's it's interesting. You know, one of the common themes in this race is uh, in these elections are there aren't a lot of debates. Um, 
you have more healing Jeff Deal two debates. I believe the last gubernatorial election was three with Baker and Gonzalez and Baker and Coakley too. The um, attorney general's debate, there was only, there's only one uh, that was recorded by John Keller. That's going to play Sunday. Um, the auditor's debate, there was only one recorded by John Keller and there's no secretary of the Commonwealth debate. And I don't think there should be. I don't think really Campbell deserves to be on TV. Um, but, uh, she's a monster, but, um, and no treasures debate, obviously, because Deb Goldberg's running unopposed. So anyway, um, five zero eight nine nine six oh five hundred. Uh, we'll have to. I'll have time to watch that debate afterwards, um, and you can probably watch it somewhere afterwards, and um, and give us your uh, and give us your uh, give give us your thoughts. We'll talk. We'll definitely do some post debate breakdown tomorrow uh, for the governor's debate. Five zero eight nine nine six oh five hundred is how you can get in the program. Good evening. Yes. Good evening, Marcus. What's up, pal? Hey, I just want to say you guys did a fantastic job yesterday. Thank you. Doing Chris. Thanks. Appreciate Honestly, it. Honestly, you guys did a top shelf job with that debate, and you got it done. And as far as I'm concerned, Tom Hotch is the man for the job, my opinion. Okay. Why is that? Well, he's been there long. He's been there the longest. He's been there the longest. Is that your qualifier? Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. By all means. And uh, I want to tell you, you and Chris did a real good job. Thank you. As far as the uh, debate goes. Thank you. Job well done. Thanks. I appreciate that. Not a problem. And someday I'd like to meet you. Sure. Yeah, I'm around. I know. <laughs> Put it this way. You, you, you're going to uh, surprise me? Well, let's put it this way. If uh, Chris can set up that little exhibition with uh, the city council president. Oh, man. Yeah. We'll, on, we'll, we'll, uh, wrestling, I'll be happy to uh, show you just a little sample of what you're going to see in public. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. Would you, uh, just so you know, before I close, let me close with this. Okay. I am a five-time New Bedford Arm Wrestling Heavyweight Champion. It's impressive. Undefeated five years in a row with a broken right elbow. With a broken right elbow, was your bro? Was, did you have a broken right elbow each each of those five yep. years, or? I broke it in '79 and I left it broke. Oh, okay. Wow. Yep. And no pain, no gain. You're a tough guy, man. Well, you gotta be. For that sport. <laughs> it's true. No pain, no pain, no gain. That's true. So I just want you to know, Chris, uh, Marcus, sorry. No problem. I just, I just want you to know, when you meet me, you, you're going to have yourself a brand new friend. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to meeting you as well. Good. Chris, it was an honor and a privilege to meet him. At the fundraiser, yeah, with, uh, Ken Pittman doing the uh, yeah, yeah. The music, and I'll tell you, Ken is outstanding. Yeah, he is. He's great. Oh yeah, he is totally great. Is he going to be on Saturday? 
This Saturday, he's not. I'm pretty sure Jess Jess said she's going to be in from 9 to noon. So I think this Saturday, it's going to be Jess in the morning. Because uh, when okay. Ken's out, Je- when Ken's out, just does the nine, just does the nine to noon when Ken's out. So, that, I, I don't okay. know. I don't know if someone's filling in for Paul. Probably, I mean, filling in for Jess. Probably Paul Santos, but I, I'm not sure. Okay, what about the following Saturday? I'm unsure. Um, I'm unsure. I, I, you know, Ken, Ken gets, you know, he he gets his gigs, so he'll often have to step out and and you know play his um play his do his Bon Jovi stuff. Uh, so right. if you know if he's available, I, I'm sure he will. Uh, I'm sure he will be here. Well, that's good because uh, I I enjoy the daylights talking with him. Yeah, he's great. He is great. Oh, I, yeah. He is definitely great. He's a great listen on on Saturday morning for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. and I enjoy. I, I can't see what I'm saying now. <laughs> I enjoy talking to him. It's an honor and a privilege to have him have him as a friend, along with Ryan Dixon, which yeah. that guy is working his tail off right now as you and I are talking. Is he? Well, that's good. Oh, yeah. He's working his tail off 12 hours. God bless him. Yeah, he's a great guy. And uh, Ken, puts on a, Ken puts on a great uh, show for sure. Thanks for calling, Big Al. I appreciate it. You're welcome. So, um, yeah, no, our, our Saturday morning program, I was part of that Saturday programming. Our Saturday programming is great. Um, I enjoy it on the weekends, waking up, you know, going for a little drive, a morning drive, listening to Ken, you know, listening to Jess, listening to Jose, Brian, uh, Thomas in the morning. So, uh, it's really, it's, it's, it's a great, um, it's, it's great listening. I, I, I liked being part of the. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I like this. I like doing this show more, but I liked being part of the Saturday programming. I thought it was cool that there wasn't any other local station that had local, like had non-syndicated from nine or no, from what? Seven in the morning until, until four o'clock. There is non-syndicated programming here at, uh, at, at WBSM, and I, I just really think that's I think it's awesome, I, and I, I think the content's good too. Yeah, Jess, I'm pretty sure is going to be in from nine to noon, so she's going to be in from nine to noon. She's been filling in for Barry this week, um, I think doing pretty well too. Um, but she's going to be in nine to noon, uh, so I assume, I assume Paul Santos will be in one to four. Uh, I haven't talked to him. But that's typically how it works. Usually Paul Santos comes in. I think he does a great job filling in as well um, in that old one to four slot. I kind of miss it. I kind of miss the the Saturdays one to four. But I'm happy to be here with you guys in the evenings. 508-996-0500 is how you can get in the program. Again, there was the sheriff's debate last night. Go download that podcast. You can read the column I have on WBSM.com. It sort of encapsulates some of that debate. But really, if you want the full thing, if you want full exposure to the candidates you can check out that debate the first hour is chris and i asking them questions i actually wanted to and i actually wanted to um have them ask each other questions but there was no time plus they were just going at each other so much it was kind of at that point moot um to have them ask each other questions because they were already all the uh all the all the all the jabs they wanted to take they 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 took every opportunity during the question our question part of this uh of the show to uh to take them. So, um, but definitely go download that podcast. You can go to WBSM.com, go to the on demand feature. It's on the WBSM app under podcasts. 
but you go to uh, on demand. You go to South Co- uh, Listen on Demand South Coast tonight. If you're on if you're on the website wbsm.com, you can go if you have the if you have the app. You just click the little podcast button that's right there uh, in in the app in the right under um, the headliner thing, and uh, you can also go to Apple, Spotify, Listen Notes, um, Podbean, Amazon, uh, Amazon Podcast. Anywhere where podcasts are offered, you can hear you can hear the debate again. Again, I know there's a ton of interest because I'm wa- I'm watching the numbers, so uh, definitely go check that out, and uh, I appreciate it. So we're gonna have another debate. I talked about this. Um, one of the themes of of this election cycle is how few debates there are. Um, we're going to have another debate between. Tim Cruz, the longtime uh, Plymouth County DA, and Rasan Hall, the um, his challenger, the Democratic attorney. Now, Tim, you know, you know, if you live around here, you probably know who Tim Cruz is, right? He is the he is the Plymouth County District Attorney. He uh, Mattapoise at Marion, Rochester, Lakeville, Middleborough, uh, Carver, Plymouth, Wareham. It's all in our listening audience. Um, actually, there's a courthouse in Wareham. I interned there when I was a uh, when I was an aspiring law student, when I was an undergrad at Bridgewater, I, I interned at the Plymouth County DA's, uh, DA's office for for a summer. It was cool. It was actually pretty cool. Got to, you know, I remember sitting in the first session of um, the arraignment session and I could not follow what was going on. It was absolute chaos. And I said, I'll never do this. I'll never do. I, I don't know how I could ever do it. And then, you know. I did it. <laughs> you figure it out. But Tim Cruz, he's been there for 21 years, a Republican DA. He's been pretty easily reelected uh, by uh, when he's faced Democratic challengers throughout his 21-year um, tenure as DA. He was appointed. Uh, he was appointed to that position. Uh, Cruz was uh, after his predecessor had been appointed to the U.S. Attorney's uh, uh, um, Massachusetts, the Massachusetts U.S. Attorney seat by uh president bush by president bush he was appointed to that um he was appointed to the u.s attorney so there was an opening for plymouth county da jane swift was the acting republican governor of the commonwealth uh because salucci had taken an ambassadorship to canada i believe that's the that's how it worked and so because salucci had taken the ambassadorship to canada jane swift was the acting lieutenant governor she um Interviewed the three can or the the few candidates, um, and then dead picked uh, Tim Cruz. And Cruz went in front of the governor's council, got sworn in, and all of that. And he's been the DA ever since. He's been soundly reelected ever since. Uh, and his challenger, Rasan Hall. There's so much money going in this race, hundreds of thousands of dollars. And I think actually Hall has outraced Cruz so far this cycle. Um, Cruz probably started with more money, but Hall is. Hall has outraised Cruz this cycle for sure, um, but they've raised a ton of money. Uh, there's a lot of money going this race. There's a lot of interest. You got Governor Baker endorsing Tim Cruz. Uh, you've got um, you've got uh, on the Democratic uh, side. You got Rasan Hall. You've got Moore Healy in that uh, endorsing Cruz. Ed Markey, Elizabeth Warren. I mean, uh, uh, Moore Healy endorsing uh, Hall. Ed Markey endorsing Hall. Uh, Elizabeth Warren as well. So, 
uh, members of Congress have weighed into this race. I mean, it's a hotly contested uh, election. There's a lot of money, a lot of interest, two starkly different candidates. Cruz, a longtime Republican district attorney. Rasan Hall was a prosecutor in Suffolk County, was a um, then went on to be uh, work for the, Bo- the the Lawyers for Civil Rights in Boston. Lawyers for Civil Rights actually is the organization uh, that just sued Ron DeSantis. They filed the... Um, they filed the first lawsuit against Ron DeSantis for the uh, Martha's Vineyard migrant uh, episode that he went through, uh, or that he sent that he put the uh, migrants through. Really, um, so he worked there for a while. Then he worked for the ACLU uh, and started the Know Your um, Rights. Uh, know Your No. Uh, what a difference a DA makes, where you get to uh, learn about your DAs. So. Um, I went, actually went to the town. I always say if a, a countywide or, um, you know, a countywide elected official or a, a statewide elected official, someone who isn't from the South Coast necessarily makes has an event in the South Coast or has like not a fundraiser, obviously, but like a town hall or like a the kickoff or a canvas thing. I'll go check it out. I'll go check it out and I'll cover it because I think that's the the outreach stuff is is important. Um, so and I do that whether, you know, Republican, Democrat, whoever. Um, I think that's, you know, I, I highlighted all the uh, candidates who went to the feast, right? Everybody that went to the feast, Deal, uh, you know, Deal, Amore, Zaglio, Healy, Driscoll, all of them, Lesser, you know, all of them that went there. So I always appreciate when the candidates come down. So I tried that. I try the best I can to give as much exposure to those candidates as I can to let the people here know that listen to WBSM uh, and that read our uh, that read our columns on the website, let them know, hey, this candidate came down here and this is what they did. That's typically what I do. Um, I try to do my best. So I was at that uh, town hall. I thought it was really interesting. Um, you know, just as someone who's worked in the courthouse, uh, some of the stuff he was talking about, I found really relatable. He was talking about some of his policy platforms. He was also talking about some of the issues he sees with the um, you know, with uh, prosecution in general, like more broadly across the Commonwealth, uh, some of the racial disparities in in bail, uh, in in setting bail and dangerousness hearings. There's obviously a much broader conversation about dangerousness hearings because of the dangerousness bill. That's all the stuff we're going to get to talk about actually in this in this uh, in this in this DA's election. It's really really interesting stuff. Cash bail. Um, there won't be. I don't think there won't be any conversation about ties. I don't think. Although Rasan Hall. I've seen he does wear a bow tie, so maybe there will be a conversation about ties, but probably not as much as there was in the sheriff's race. <laughs> but um, but uh, there's gonna we're talking about cash bail, the dangerousness, uh, the dangerousness hearing, diversion, right, drug courts. Those are all the those are the, all the really interesting stuff because I know people are really into the crime and court stuff. It's all the really uh, cool stuff that we can talk about in that debate. There's a lot to talk about in that debate. So we're Chris and I are really excited that they um that that um. And they're excited. I, I, you know, I actually had a moment to talk to Rasan Hall. He said, I'm looking forward to the 31st. So um, that's going to be great. So 508-996-0500 actually is how you can get on the program. Uh, I'm going to take this break. And uh, when we get back, uh, open phone lines. So we'll talk about whatever you want. New Bedford's News Talk Station.
I just really like that opening. That's the opening for Rocky 2. If you recognized it, good job. Uh, that's the opening uh, for Rocky 2. You know, when the ambulances are driving, it follows immediately after the fight in Rocky 1, where the ambulances are driving um, to uh, the hospital because they both beat each other up pretty bad. Um, I will. So. Because I played the Rocky theme song when the debate happened. I played some. I played the Rocky fight song when I was playing some clips of the debate. So I was like, I'll play the Rocky 2 opening. Um, Jess played a song from Rocky 5 uh, last. I love the Rocky movies, by the way. Jess played a song from Rocky 5, except for this one, yesterday. And Rocky 5 is the worst movie out of all of them by far. That includes Creed. I mean, the Creed movies are actually pretty good. There's a third Creed movie coming out um, in, I don't know, soon. This year? It's coming out soon. It looks real good. Uh, Creed, Creed, The Creed series is awesome. But let's not let's not even bring Creed into it because that's I think it's its own thing and it's really good. But um, out of the, out of the what, six Rocky movies, uh, five's the worst by far. It's not even close. It's the worst one. It's so bad. The acting's bad. It seems like they phoned it in. Uh, that guy Tommy Gunn. The whole thing's stupid. The the and it ends in a street fight. Uh, it's like I don't know. It's almost like manufactured type of conflict. I just I just didn't like it. You know, I I just didn't like it. I think the best Rocky movie in terms of the best Rocky movie in terms of like the best movie movie. Is obviously the first one, right? That's the one that won the Oscar. That's the one that was nominated for Oscar. Sylvester Stallone was nominated for an Oscar for that one. Um, what was he? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Sylvester Stallone was nominated for an Oscar for that one. I believe Burgess Meredith was nominated for an Oscar. Um, guy who played Polly, what's his name? Guy who played Polly on Rocky. Who? I, I don't know why I can't think of his name. Uh, I can't. I, I I'm ashamed of myself. Burt Young. Of course it's Burt Young. Of course it's Burt Young. Burt Young. Uh, I I think might have won the Oscar for that one. If anybody knows, correct me. Um, if anybody knows, correct me. And I think uh, Talia Shear. I think got nominated for an Oscar. So that was the best movie. That's the best Rocky movie. My favorite Rocky movies, I think four. <laughs> I think that I think it's four. I don't know. I just like it. Ivan Drago is like a great villain. Um, you know, he's kind of like a comic book character, uh, but uh, it's like you know the one that's probably least steeped in reality because like Rocky winning the fight like ends the Cold War. <laughs> you know, it's like 1983. Um, 1983 in Soviet Russia, and uh, you know Rocky wins the fight against. Uh, Drago and they're all cheering for him and it ends the Cold War that's probably the it's the least realistic but it's also it's kind of my favorite I really like it three's good two is two is two is really good five sucks it's the worst I wish it didn't exist six the the Rocky Balboa the one that came out in like 2005 2006 surprisingly good I didn't think it was going to be good. I remember when it came out, it was probably like, it was 2006. I was like 17. And I thought, this isn't going to be good. 
but it is. Sylvester Stallone does a really good job. He's at the time like 60 something in incredible shape. Uh, and uh, they make it, they do a pretty good job making it like somewhat believable and realistic. And um, uh, so if I had to rank them just on the fly of like one, I'll do, I'll go one, two, four, three. Actually, one, two, four, three, six, five. That's, that's, I think, the definitive. It's on the fly, but I think that's the definitive ranking for, for Rocky movies. If you disagree, you can give me a call at 508-996-0500. I also still don't think killing off Apollo Creed was necessary, but that's another conversation. The Creed movies are really good if you haven't checked them out. Uh, I got into this conversation because we were playing. We were playing. Uh, we were playing Rocky music. So, five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred is how you can get on the program. Uh, you know, let's do a little bit of midterm. I, I think I want to talk a little bit broader. We we talk about the local races and those are important, but let's talk about some of the bigger races that are going on. You have, I think it's. I think it's almost a foregone conclusion that Republicans are going to win the House. It's close. It's closer than it should be, frankly. And I think a lot of that has to do with, um, one, the Dobbs decision, and two, the Republicans running a lot of non-serious candidates in certain races. Uh, but I think that... I think it, it's very, very likely Republicans are going to win the House. But I still hold the maintain the position that the Democrats are at least plus one in the Senate. Like I think they're going to pick up a Senate seat. I don't think they're going to, um, I, I think they're going to, I don't think, I definitely don't think they're going to lose the Senate because you look at the, you look at the map, Pennsylvania still feels like a Fetterman win to me. It's gotten tighter. It's definitely gotten closer, but I think Oz is just such a uniquely bad candidate. I mean, there was the crudite, the crudite thing. He, uh, find out he actually literally killed puppies. That's like a joke that was brought up in Veep about like making your campaign less palatable or making yourself politically toxic is like killing puppies. And he actually did that like willingly. He got paid. He got paid to kill puppies. He did it for a science experiment. He got paid to kill hundreds of puppies. It's awful. Just an awful, awful man. Uh, so I think Fetterman's going to win that race. Uh, I think he's going to be the. I think he's going to win that Senate race. Uh, plus the guy that they the guy that they nominated Doug Mastri. I think it's Doug Mastriano is a lunatic. And uh, he's going up against the Attorney General of Pennsylvania, Josh Shapiro. So I, I, I think Pennsylvania's. I think it's a dem pickup. I think that's a dem pickup. Arizona, Mark Kelly's going to win. Uh, Wisconsin, I was more optimistic as a Democrat. I was more optimistic about. I, I thought Mandela Barnes, who's Lieutenant Governor, I thought he was actually like looked like he might pull it off. Um, but it looks like Ron Johnson's going to survive. Ron Johnson usually does. Uh, survive him, him and he's like Susan Collins just finds a way to finds a way to win uh, despite the odds um, even though it looks like Tony Evers uh, Tony Evers who's the uh, Democrat in Wisconsin is going to win that race so I think Ron Johnson pulls that out I think the Republicans keep that seat Georgia Georgia's tough Herschel Walker is a terrible candidate I mean, there can't be enough that, like, every, like, crappy thing a candidate could do, he's done. 
He's got a bad history with his wives and his children. He, you know, now paid a woman to get an abortion, which is bad for his voters. You might get people to blank the ballot. Um, you know, makes him look like a hypocrite because he is to the extent that he even has. He can't. Uh, he doesn't uh, present well. Um, he doesn't make any sense when he's talking at all. And he like lies a lot. He says weird stuff. He says, I'm too stupid to do. He's, I think he said, I'm too stupid to debate that, that election to me, like feels like the most, like how much do you just want Mitch McConnell to be the, like how much do you just like for Republican voters? How much do you just want the Senate to be in Republican control? Cause that's basic. Cause this guy clearly can't be a set. Like this guy clearly can't from the, the persona he's presented very on its face. Can't make decisions. Cannot really effectively be a U.S. senator on his own. Now, there are people in the U.S. Senate that have reportedly uh, are um, cognitively um, deteriorating. Diane Feinstein is the is the one that gets brought up uh, mostly because she, um, from all the reporting that has come out, everything uh, that's come out. Um, she is completely and totally senile and she's still there. Right. And she'll, she'll still be there. She's completely and totally senile. She's going to die in that seat. Just like Strom Thurmond. Another example, 100 years old. He was a Senator at 100 years old. You cannot tell me you can do that job. You can actually do that job at a hundred years old. What you're doing is you're pressing the red button or the blue button. You just got to press a button, right? So that's that's what it, that's what it's an interesting race for me for that reason is because it just shows like how much do you want the Republicans control the Senate if you're a Republican in Georgia because this guy is not like a qualified Senate candidate. The thing is, the what what Warnock what 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 a uh, Walker has going for him is the top of the ticket that Brian Kemp is going to beat Stacey Abrams. Stacey Abrams really. Her star has fallen quite a bit, um, but Warnock, from by all accounts, is a very nice and likable guy, and a lot of people in Georgia do like him. That's one of the reasons he won the election. The other reason is he ran against, you know, Cruella DeVille, but um, it, it's prevented Walker from going hard negative, hard negative against Warnock. So it's tight. I do want to say, like, give the advantage to Warnock, but I'm not that race. I could see, I could really see go either way. I could really see that race go either way. Um, what are some of the other, uh, the other more competitive uh, Senate races? I think Cortez Masto, uh, Masto holds on. Uh, Catherine Cortez Masto uh, holds on in um, in Nevada. Uh, so those are a few of the races. I, I still see a plus one for Democrats. The House, I'm just I'm less optimistic, especially when you're seeing, um, especially when you're seeing over here, one of the most watched Senate races in the in the in the country. I mean, one of the mo most watched congressional races in the country is Cranston Mayor Alan Fung and uh, Rhode Island Secretary of, uh, um, of the Treasury uh, uh, Seth Magaziner. That's that one is that one's. It looks like Fung's going to win. It looks like Fung's in the driver's seat, actually. Um, there is a debate. I haven't checked it out yet. That was moderated by uh, a WPRI by Ted Nisi and Tim White. And I, I do want to check it out. But that looks like it's going to be a pickup for, for for Republicans. So if they're picking up a seat in New England, I, I, it, 
I don't see a scenario in which like you know Alan Fung wins in in uh, Cran- uh, Alan Fung wins in Rhode Island too, a state that's been a seat that's been safely Democrat for at least twenty years. At least I can't. I don't. How long has Langevin been? I think Langevin's been there for since the nineties. Langevin was the Secretary of State, and I believe he ran in like ninety eight, maybe ninety nine, two thousand. Late nineties, early two thousands. I want to say Langevin's been there, so it's it's been it's been a Democratic seat for at least twenty years. I think Republicans win the House, which means the thing is, you want the Senate more than you want the House, obviously, because the Senate you get U.S. attorney nominations through judicial appointments, Supreme Court appointments, like you know, lower court judicial appointments, Supreme Court appointments, cabinet appointments, you know. Uh, ambassadorships and all of that. You get all the your political appointments you get through the Senate. So you want this. You want this. If you had to choose, you want the Senate more than you want the House. But having the House in a lot of ways, legislatively, is just as good because you might as legislatively it's good as it's just as good as having both chambers. Because if Kevin McCarthy's Speaker, guess what? Nothing's getting passed. Uh, that's what happened with uh, John Boehner. John Boehner said at, when he took the when he took the House back for, when they took the House back in 2010. Uh, John Boehner said, "John Boehner said we'll we'll get we'll get recognized for the laws that we don't pass, not the laws that we pass." And they were like the least productive con- Congress of all time. And that's I think what we're heading towards if if Kevin McCarthy is Speaker. All right, gotta take this break. I'll be back. Fourteen twenty W. Hello, welcome back. I'm Marcus. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred is how you can get on the program. Actually, wanted to preview a few things that we've got coming up. In the next week, well, just a couple of things that I want to talk about immediately. First of all, the Friday show's tomorrow. The Friday show's a lot of fun uh, with Chris and I. And maybe we'll have a guest. Maybe we won't. I don't know. Either way, you're the guest. You're always the guest here at 508-996-0500. It's a lot of fun. And so we'll have fun on Friday. It'll be a great show uh, for you guys and for for us too. And on Monday, we're not going to be in because the Pats are playing primetime. So you're going to, we're the home for the Pats. So every time the Pats are on, you know, we, 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 we are the number one station in the South coast for Patriots uh, coverage. So if you're stuck, if you're in a car, you can't watch the Pats game. You can listen to WBSM for the Pats. We are the South coast, number one home for the Pats. So when the Pats are on primetime, Chris and I get a night off. So you can catch the Pats primetime game on Monday. We will, uh, we will see you on Tuesday. Actually, on Tuesday, uh, Rep um, Haddad uh, is coming on from Somerset. And thanks to Jess, we have a growing uh, audience over on the other side of the Braga Bridge through our digital platform, the WBSM app. Pat Haddad's going to be joining us on um, on Tuesday. You know, we had Justin Thurber. Her, um, we had Justin Thurber. Her Republican opponent um, in the in that election, so uh, Rep. Haddad's going to join us. To uh, she'll be in at seven o'clock. She'll be in for an hour, and you can give her a call if you want at five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. Of course, we have the debate. We have election coverage on election night. That's going to be five hours. Lord help me, uh, it's going to be five hours. So we'll be here, we'll be in here breaking it down. We're going to have guests. We're going to have calls from you. We're going to have results. We're going to have analysis. It's going to be great. So I uh, just want to remind you guys of of all the exciting stuff that we've got going on here. And I think actually what we'll do now is we'll take one more break to finish out. Uh, we'll take one more break and then we'll finish out the hour strong here on South Coast tonight.
why should you download the... Tonight, I'm Marcus, 508-996-0500, just closing out the evening here. Chris McCarthy will be back tomorrow. We're going to have a great Friday night show for you. Our Friday night shows are so fun, and uh, and um, you make it more fun by calling in at 508-996-0500. Um, and again, next week, Monday, we'll be off, so you can enjoy the Pats game. Tuesday is... Uh, Rep Pat had dad, and then we've got more planned in the week ahead. So definitely stay tuned for that. Uh, I'll see you guys um, tomorrow again. Thanks for tuning in to the sheriff's debate yesterday. Thanks for calling in uh, to the sheriff's debate yesterday. Thanks for calling in afterwards to tell us how much you enjoyed it. We've heard nothing, heard nothing but good things, and we've got more debates coming up, and we will have more debates coming up next year in the municipal elections. So we're gonna have lots to talk about. All right, I'll see you tomorrow. Bye.